Well, you might, might remember that classic movie, The Princess Bride, with Billy Crystal. So they bring, they bring him to him, and, and he's dead, and they want Billy Crystal to work some magic on him. And he said, well, Billy Crystal said, well, there's two kinds of dead. There's mostly dead, and there's dead dead. Which one is he? <laughs> and uh, um, Billy Crystal goes on to describe that mostly dead means that there's still some life in there, so we can bring him back. Dead dead, you're dead. Lazarus today is dead dead. He's not just mostly dead, he's dead dead. And there's a difference between resuscitation and resurrection. So resuscitation is when someone is brought back into the fullness of life. Resurrection is when someone was actually dead dead and brought back to life. And so Jesus worked this miracle that we hear today. He raised Lazarus from the dead. And even Martha and Mary were a little bit confused because they said to him, Lord, we know the resurrection is going to happen on the last day, and we know that you can wake him from this sleep. And Jesus said, I'm not waking him from his sleep. I'm raising him from the dead. And so he works this miracle to show that he has power even over death. I've told you many times before that one of the things that Jesus said to us as his disciples that you will do not only the things that I do, but even greater things. And so if Jesus could raise the dead, that means that we can actually do the same thing. So think about that for a moment. We can do not only what he did, but even greater things. We hear, too, that Jesus, when he commissions his disciples, one of the things that he says to them is, go out to all nations, cure the sick, and raise the dead. That's one of the signs that are, are to accompany the disciples that they go out and they raise the dead. And I know I've told you about my Monsignor, my spiritual director, who uh, is very mystical and has the gift of levitation, can read souls. And one time I asked him, I said, Monsignor, is there anything that you haven't been able to do that you want to do? And he looked at me and he goes, I haven't been able to raise the dead yet. I'm working on that, but it hasn't happened. And he's dead serious, like he really believes this. Now, I thought about that for myself. I don't know if I would want that to happen. Like, um, you know, I think about it. If I'm at a funeral or something and somebody's here and all of a sudden I, I like, work this miracle, I don't know how that would go over, you know, with everybody if that happened. Some things might be just better left uh, as they are. But I have found myself on occasion actually praying for that. I can think of one instance that uh, I had a friend, I was away, kind of like Jesus was away from his friends, and uh, they were putting her on life support, and they called me uh, to ask me to help make the decision for them, which I never want to do, and so as we're talking and we're having the conversation, my heart is aching, and I'm thinking in my mind, please don't do it till I can get back. That's what I'm feeling, and then they kind of had this moment of, of peace in the conversation where where they thought, no, well, it's time, we're going to let her go. And that was one time where I was actually praying for Jesus to raise her from the dead. It's happened a couple times where I, I've prayed for that. I haven't received that miracle yet either, but sometimes I do pray for that. Now, you may not realize that this is a part of our church tradition, our church history, that there have been miraculous raising from the dead all the way throughout the Old Testament, and the prophets, they would do that many times. Oftentimes, the prophet would lay down on the, the child or whoever was dead and give them their spirit and bring them back to life. 
We hear an example of Jesus who raises Lazarus from the dead. When the disciples are going out to all the world and performing miracles, that's one of the miracles that happens as they raise the dead. There's actually a book called Saints Who Raise the Dead. And there's over uh, 400 individual occasions of saints raising people from the dead. So I thought it'd be interesting just to read a couple of those accounts for you so that we can hear this. It's, it's important to know, too, that something like this, a miracle like this, you might think, like, why doesn't this happen? Why don't we see this all the time? If Jesus says, go, raise the dead, why, why don't we see that? Well, there's a couple reasons. One is that in the early church, when the church was growing and, and needed to uh, kind of grow with people that didn't understand the church at all, there were signs that were given. There were miracles that were given. And so in the early church, these miracles happened pretty regularly with the apostles in the early church. But now that the church is all over the world, the miracles aren't as necessary now as faith. So that's one reason why we might not see it happening all the time. The second is because it could be because of our lack of faith, that we don't uh, believe that we can actually perform these miracles. And the third is that during this time of growth throughout the world, every once in a while, there's time that it's needed again. And it happened a lot of times where there was a, a great downturn in the church, and then you, you had some great religious figures come forward, like St. Ignatius and St. Augustine and St. Dominic, and they were given these gifts to raise the dead. They, they had these miracles happen. Okay, so St. Gregory says that these signs were necessary in the beginning of the church, and the faith of the believers must be fed by miracles. So early on, they needed the miracles to happen. And then St. John Christensen says, but afterwards they ceased when a reverence of the faith was universally established. Or if they continued at all, they were few and seldom, for it is usual with God to do such things when evil is increased, then he shows forth his power. Now, I don't know about you, but I see a lot of evil increased, so maybe it's time for, for miracles like this to happen. Vatican Council I said, in order that the obedience of our faith might be in harmony with reason, God willed that the interior help of the Holy Spirit, there should be joined exterior proofs of his revelation. So interior faith and exterior proofs. And the Holy Spirit should be joined to these proofs with especially miracles and prophecies as they manifestly display the omnipotent power of God and his certain proof of divine revelation. Wherefore, both Moses and prophets, and most especially Jesus Christ, showed forth many of these miracles and prophecies. The apostles read, but they go forth, preached everywhere, and the Lord worked with all, and confirming the word with signs that followed. All right, this is St. John the Evangelist, had a famous disciple. So St. John, who wrote today's gospel, his disciple was St. Poly Polycarp. St. Polycarp was a bishop in uh, Smyrna, and uh, he also was a disciple of St. Irenaeus. So he became bishop, and Irenaeus knew the early church very well, and as a famous apologist for the church, he wrote five volumes entitled Against Heresies. And in the work, he said that some persons that were dead have been raised again and have continued among us for many years. And he goes on to say that nor can we sum up the miraculous works which the church, by the gift of God, performs every day over the whole world in the name of Jesus Christ. So in the beginning, he's saying that we have people that are disciples who are joined with us who have been raised from the dead. 
uh, Simon Magus, who is also known as Simon the Magician because he works so many miracles, he said, Irenaeus talks about him, so far are they from raising the dead as our Lord raised them, and the apostles did by prayer and brotherhood, it is oftentimes done, when the whole church of the place begged with much fasting and prayer. So when the whole church prayed and fasted, remember I said how important fasting is? When the whole church prayed and fasted, the spirit of the dead man returned to the man and was given back to the prayers of the saints. All right, St. Benedict, who is the abbot who founded the Benedictines. He was returning from the monastery from working in the fields and was met by a farmer in great distress. And the farmer said, give me back my son. Give me back my son, he cried. Benedict came to a halt and said, but I have not taken your son from you, have I? He is dead. Come, bring him back to life. Some of Benedict's companions started to eagerly follow him forward as if intending to go along with the distracted father. But Benedict was stricken over the suggestion implied in the father's words and cried out, stand back, brethren. Such a miracle is beyond our power. The holy apostles are the only ones who can raise someone from the dead. Why are you so eager to accept this impossibility for us? He spoke in humility, but the man pleaded on. He even swore an oath that he would not leave Benedict until the saint restored his son's life. This happens a lot with the saints. They get people like this. He even swore an oath that he would not leave. Benedict may have been troubled by the oath, and so he asked the man where the body was. The father told him he had left the body at the monastery gate and gone to search for Benedict after being informed of the absence. When the band arrived at the monastery gate, the saint knelt down beside the lifeless body and bent over it. Then he stood and lifted his hands to pray, O Lord, do not consider my sins, but the faith of this man who is asking to see his son alive again and restore his body and soul you has, you, thou hast taken from him. Benedict's prayer was scarcely over when the body became animated and throbbed with life, and all who were present attributed the miracle to heavenly intervention. Once again, a saint had restored a child alive, happy to the arms of a jubilant father. Two more. St. Margaret is also credited with having restored life and two children. A little boy fell into a river and was drowned. When his body was recovered, the heartbroken mother prayed to St. Margaret, and the child came back to life. A woodsman was killed by bears. Hours later, his friends found his body horribly mangled. They carried him home, and his wife and children gathered around the corpse and implored Margaret to plead with God for the restoration of their husband and father. The man returned to life. And finally, this is one by uh, St. Dominic, who was the founder of the Orders of Preachers, the Dominicans. So this lady, whose name was Gutinia, was a devoted follower of St. Dominic and had left her son seriously ill in order to go and hear him preach. So, so her son was uh, sick, but she wanted to hear him preach. So she went to go hear him preach, and when she returned home, her son was dead. One can only imagine the distress of the mother who blamed herself, how she wept. After a period of initial grief, she was seized with a strong hope in the mercy of God and the intercessory power of Dominic, a saint and a friend of God. Gautania set out with foot with her woman servants behind her, carrying the cold and lifeless body of the boy 
As the monastery was under construction at the time, there were no enclosure rules, so Tuta walked right in onto the grounds. Finding St. Dominic before the door of the chapter house, she knelt at his feet, laid her son before him. Tears, sobs of anguish were her only speech. Dominic turned and prayed a few moments. Then he came back and made the sign of the cross over the body. He took the lad by the hand and raised him up alive. He gave him to his mother. But Dominic did not raise the boy as he had been ill. Rather, the boy was also completely healed. This kind of double miracle has often occurred when the dead were raised. They were not only saved from death, but also from the illness, disease, or wounds that caused it. So it is possible. And not only is it possible, miracles are something that we need in our faith. And I say this because just as Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead, he wanted to display who he was and the power of God. He gives the same power and authority to his disciples and to each and every one of you on your baptism. You were given the, the authority to do not only the things that Jesus did, but even greater. Now, to me, raising somebody from the dead is probably the most difficult thing I can think of doing. And that means that you can do that. You can also heal the sick. You can restore sight to the blind. You can prophesy. You can really be a force of good for this world that is so needed. The miracles have slowed down because the church has grown so much. But I think right now, because the church has shrunk so much, especially because of the pandemic, we need these miracles again. And so don't be afraid to pray for them. Don't be afraid to raise the dead. Don't be afraid to allow God to work miracles in your life and in the life of our church.